Hello and welcome to the Mom and Pop Podcast. We are your hosts, Mark and Kat. And we're just a mom and pop trying to figure out this parenthood thing. Um, a lot of updates actually for this episode. Uh, to start, the mom and pop have now relocated <laughs> to Northern California. Don't know if some of you probably have already known this, but basically... Uh, I was fortunate enough to land a new job at a company that I've always wanted to work for. However, they were only available to... uh, This position that I got was only available in Northern California. So, yeah, we had to plan this out. It's been a lot of months uh, Mm -hmm. of planning and just in the making. Um, So, yeah, it was like a pretty, you know, deep or like long conversation we had earlier in the year, late last year. And yeah, we decided to make the leap. And here we are. My first day is Monday. We arrived on Wednesday mm-hmm. and moved into our new place. Well, it's actually temporary housing, which we can go into more detail later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're here on the Saturday night, July 4th. <sighs> Can't see any fireworks from where we are, but... can hear it yeah, we can hear them. Uh, Catherine, how are how are you feeling? What's any initial thoughts about your well, your what are your first impressions with the Bay Area so far, even though it's only been like three days? Um, just to be truly honest, I'm finding it a bit unremarkable as I had oh. expected. <laughs> <laughs> Unremarkable burn. I, but I think it's because we've, I mean, I, like last year or two years ago, I had I had visited NorCal multiple times, like, I don't know, 45 times a year because I have friends that actually live up here, like very close friends. So I felt like I was already kind of familiar with the area and then, um, had an idea and expectation of what it would be like to actually live here and it's and it's happening (laughs) (laughs) not much of our but i mean to be fair we are in a pandemic so whatever experience we have here is going to be obviously muted and just not really we're gonna get not the full experience right not really though (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, one of the things we noticed was we went to Costco on our second day. We need to get some, you know, supplies. Yeah. And like the selection, right? It was terrible. (laughs) It was the worst Costco experience I've ever had. And I don't know if it's because it's been affected by the coronavirus. I mean, like shelter in place. We we talked a little bit about this as we were walking through Costco, but... uh, Okay, so I'm like not sure if if they had to minimize their inventory due to the supply and demand stuff that's going on mm-hmm. or if this Costco in particular just like had the worst yeah, inventory we, I've ever been or ever experienced. We didn't uh, this is bunch of essentials were yeah. like not there like our preferred baby wipes, baby wipe brand. Yeah, baby wipes. We couldn't get those. The one, the Huggies, right? Um, this is not essential, but it was bread. We were looking for a specific bread that we would get. That's actually from the Bay Area? Yeah. That we it, were... We would get it at the Costco in West LA. 
all the time. But and I'm trying to decide if if it's because in West LA there's like bougier tastes than like a more suburban yeah. San Jose <laughs> lifestyle or is a specific sourdough bread. It's not even that crazy, but it's it's good. It is good. It's the inked organics one. Yes. Highly recommend if you can get your hands on some of that. I mean, um, especially if you're not trying to go to some artisan local bakery for some sourdough. This bread does it. Does the trick. I mean, yeah. we usually freeze it and then it's day, like we toast just, it in the morning, yeah, butter and salt. So good. Except can't believe it. Can't have it here now, unfortunately. How are we in the Bay Area? It does not have the sourdough that's actually yeah. from here. What else was missing from that Costco? I can't remember. It's been a blur. Like I feel like as parents, we are like kind of tired a lot of the time, and I'm kind of kind of grasping at straws okay. with my memory right now. Uh, well. There are these kitchen gloves that I have at every Costco I've ever been to. These kitchen gloves will be there. It's the purple ones. I know all of you know what I'm talking about right now. Mm. Forgot what the brand is, but it's in some opaque white wrapping with some green text. And I mean, they, these are like, they have high demand. Okay. So like, when I go to Costco, usually I expect it to be sold out mm. because it's like they're that good. Mm. But when I went to this Costco, they weren't even sold out. There no was sold out though. There was like it would it it was as if these gloves don't even exist at this Costco. Like like <laughs> as if it had never been in inventory. So it tripped me out. Yeah. How what? Yeah. I, it, we're still noobs here. Maybe it's in some random section that we didn't no. see. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. Like what, three days now? Um, still figuring it out. We're in this actually pretty nice apartment. New company. They're very generous about um, providing like relocation, you know, services. So we're they kind of put us in this place for. Temporary. I'm trying to keep Mark from revealing too much information about our personal <laughs> identities. Okay. Um, no, it's fine. It, yeah. Anyway, like, uh, yeah, the, the place is nice. The only sucky thing is we're gonna have to move out once the temporary housing ends, which is like in a month and a half ish, uh, which is a long time. So we're gonna have to look for a place and. Uh, so yeah, the stuff right now, all our stuff from our previous places currently in a storage unit. We moved out everything on Monday, and then Tuesday, Monday night, we stayed at my parents in Cerritos, and then Tuesday we drove up and moved into this temporary housing, which will be for the next month and a half. Um, if I've learned anything about this coronavirus shelter in place and everything that's going on, is I don't want to be doxed at all or identified mm. these days everything's been a witch hunt that's true you got to go back to your twitter timelines and facebook walls oh, and yeah. just like purge every ignorant racist or non-racist or just ignorant stuff that you've written right i it's did just- this uh hilariously ridiculous professional development training with my former or not former but my school district and they were talking about electronic footprints and I'm like, 
why wouldn't anyone know about your footprints and the internet? Like, shouldn't everybody know at this point that all your data goes into some cloud mm. and you can be identified in docs? And we're supposed to train students to be careful. To be careful. Yeah. So that's why we need to be careful. <laughs> we and do need to be careful. These days, people are being witch hunted and followed. And yeah. tracked on the internet, which is what does this have anything to do about parenting? We are teaching our little baby for to the future careful. to be very careful about yeah. what gets posted online. Yeah, and I can't even imagine what well I'm I'm sure she'll start using and creating content on the internet like in the form of posts or whatever, like what middle school or high school she might start doing that yeah i mean the scary thing is like i read about some or not even read about like i saw some headline about this really famous youtuber i'm sorry i forgot siwa. no not jojo siwa some other youtuber i forgot what her name was i'm sure you all know who this is but anyways like she had posted something ridiculous on twitter like 10 years ago i think it was like a blackface thing mm. Uh, which, you know, obviously offensive, but I think, I think like, I don't know. Okay. Like, why am I even talking about this? It's like, it's stuff that she posted 10 years ago. So you being a famous YouTuber now, you haven't been in trouble for posting that anytime in the past. Mm. So why all of a sudden these days you're, you're getting in trouble yeah, I mean it makes sense due to the what's know, it's, going it's on, but like I don't know, I, I don't know this person or what this person wrote, other than that you said it was blackface, and that's obviously really bad. But I mean, some of these things are like ten, fifteen years ago, and I feel like it's a little unfair to like demonize them and you know, online lynch them for doing something stupid when they were young, right? But I think I know what I was trying to say. She should have been condemned back 10, 15 years ago. And all of a sudden, she's reached a level of fame where she can't hide away from the things of her past. But the thing that I'm like, is is kind of mind-blowing to me is she's older now and she's much more mature now. Mm-hmm. Had she like remembered that that content existed way back when, then you know she might not have done the same thing now. Which goes back to parenting because I'm thinking... She, if that was 10 years ago, I think she's like in her 20s now, right? So she like posted whatever when she was like a pubescent teen. Yeah. And I remember my teenage years and I did crazy things that I totally regret. Right. So the two things that are going into my mind is like, okay, her teenage years like can't be forgiven. But then the other thing in my head is going... Wait, if she's such an influencer, why didn't she go back in history and delete these embarrassing acts? Mm. Like, it's her fault. It's her responsibility. Yeah, I mean, like, so when when I think about that, it's like, is it, is she being punished because she forgot to erase it? Or is she being punished because she had actually said it? Like, you know what I mean? It's It's like, if she had erased it and she didn't get punished, does that make her... Does it make it okay that she wrote it? You know what I mean? Isn't it kind of like, what's the word? Like, I don't know. 
it's hard. Obviously, she should learn from her mistakes and not say those things and, you know, be aware of what the things she said. But it's also, you know, yeah, is she being punished just because it was discovered or is she being punished because she actually said it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Except I think that she she did a very political or she took the politically correct route and kind of freezing her social media activity mm. and apologized profusely, or profusely, 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 yeah, yeah, for her actions, which I think was the right move. And I, and that's cool. I mean, she took responsibility of it, but anyways, we're talking about this because yeah. I just don't want to be docs and I don't want these <laughs> things like following me around. Well, I mean, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be careful and. Okay, so back to the topic of moving. Relo- yeah, let's, let's bring it back. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are here in this temporary housing. It's pretty nice, um, but there is a wrinkle in having to prepare for this type of move because basically what we've had to do, what we had to do was prepare like a instead of moving everything, packing everything and sending it to one place. We had to divide it. So we packed sort of essentials to live in a furnished place for a temporary period of time. And then we packed the rest of the stuff to be, you know, reunited with that stuff once we find a more permanent place. So though we do get, we did get the fortunate, you know, to be have free housing for for period of time in a very expensive place to live we had to make those hard decisions or just like it's extra overhead of decision making right or do we want to take this do we not want to take this so that was some of the things that we definitely struggled with well i think things were just overcomplicated by yeah. the fact that once we moved into the bay area we weren't living living in a more permanent situation yeah uh which wouldn't have been my style if I could have decided, I might have just you know, moved straight, into, moved straight into like a place that we would have stayed in for more long term. Even yeah. though this place is really nice, I just it's just a lot more logistics to think about with a baby. Which, yeah, yeah. Looking back on it, I don't know if it was like super worth stressing out about it because once we got here, we like totally missed forgot. a bunch of things. Yeah, or even worse. And I'm sorry. It's going to make you feel bad by me saying this. Like Mm. we had to like the day that the movers came, you had to make like uh, decisions independent of me because I had to take the baby elsewhere so that we wouldn't be in the way of moving. Yeah. So even if I had planned or known like what things we wanted to bring it up all be smooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there were definitely definitely things that I forgot to bring, forgot to pack to this temporary housing and things I throw threw away that I shouldn't have thrown away. Like the baby bathtub? Yeah. I mean that one she was outgrowing it, so we had a conversation around throwing it away, but which I, I remember, remember so vividly in my mind yeah. that we were going to hold on to this bathtub. So when I had asked you about it, well, like... Oh, I, couple, I threw it away. <laughs> I was so... Well, 
you know, like it's it sucked because the movers came at 7 a.m. and we didn't have much time to. We had packed mostly everything the night before because we were trying to be ready, but you know, there were still some things that we didn't, you know, have fully prepared to tell them, like, oh, don't set, take this or take this. Just a little bit of context the movers yeah. did do the most uh majority of the packing like we didn't have to we had stuff out and we didn't do that much packing things into boxes because we left that with the the movers it was like a managed move so the you know company provided this service to us and yeah so that was nice like we didn't have to pack anything other than the things we needed for this temporary housing situation. Um, But yeah, we need to tell them like, oh, don't take this stuff in the living room. Don't take this stuff in the kitchen. And just during it on the day of, it was too hectic because they came at 7 a.m. We were like, had been awake for like 30 minutes and then had to take care of the baby. And then Kat and the baby were getting ready to go to Cerritos early because, you know, you can't just have the baby in the house when mm-hmm. people are walking around and packing things. So it's like, okay, we she needs to be somewhere else. And I Anyway, think, yeah, it's just really hectic, really stressful. Yeah. yeah. So the one thing that I'm like realizing is back in our old place, things kind of, we didn't intentionally make our old environment baby-proofed. Right. But we kind of adapted and made changes along the way. So every time she, you know, as she got older, she was capable of doing more and more things like crawling. So, you know, once she hit that milestone, we'd start like creating barriers around the house where she couldn't crawl into. Mm. And we had these huge bean bags that we used as walls that she couldn't cross over from the living room to like the dining room or the hallways. And um, what else? Like we had wooden floors that were a bit softer, but on top of that, we had like a rug, which was like a soft surface. Yeah. And we kind of had it had everything that we needed at our house, right? And so I couldn't visualize what baby proofing yeah. would look like when we moved into this new place. So the biggest struggle in moving here was was figuring out like, oh, none of this was baby-proofed. Right. And for some reason, back in our old place, things just fell into place and it was really easy. We never had to think about baby-proofing before other than covering outlets. But even at our old place, we didn't have that many exposed outlets to begin with. So that wasn't a problem. But now in our new place, there's just like outlets all over the walls. And then all of a sudden, we're like dashing to Target to try to get these like outlet plugs you know, yeah. and then on top of that, like it's we didn't, we couldn't bring a rug with us because yeah. we had that put in storage, and we didn't bring her like regular baby mat too. So we had to like rush on Amazon and hurry up and like <laughs> buy a night, find a solution. A yeah. yeah, and it's not big enough, but it, I mean, it works for now. Um, but I also didn't want to buy like this cheap Amazon mat either or kind of make a rush decision on 
you know, huge purchase because baby mats cost anywhere from $100 to $200. They're really expensive. They can even go as high as $300 because there's like different materials made with them. They can be organic and have this chemical, you know? So Mm. even that just like in the past few days, having to make those decisions like super rushed on the spot as we are learning to live in this new environment was tough. And by the way, we settled with cream house usa which is a korean company it's pretty good so far i mean and the delivery was pretty quick so i feel a little relief but it's light it can fold which is nice because we're gonna need to move that to a new place yeah and it, it, it just seemed like a little more stressful moving in than moving out yeah for me if you know what i mean yeah the moving out process happened over weeks and you know really most of the work happened the last two weekends right where we actually last two weeks where we start to pack things and clean things and the last two three days we were like really like focused on thinking about what we needed making lists and stuff and moving in we're here we're still adjusting we're not done adjusting and yeah it is stretching us a lot and I think it's hard in the moment, but it's. I think ultimately it will be good for our family just in terms of being able to mm. adjust to new situations. Sorry, we had to just take a quick break. Um, but yeah, one thing that I was thinking about as we were just walking around our neighborhood was, you know, though this is really hard and it's stretching us to move into a new place and adjust, it's also going to experience exposes to new experiences like new restaurants new places to visit um in the area so i I kind of appreciate that and i'm looking forward to that just being able to experience new things um though it's obviously like a sort of a limited experience because of having a baby that we can't really go out go out that much um plus this a pandemic so a lot of things are closed and you know we're not that open to like meeting people obviously Mm -hmm. so yeah it's gonna be hard but we still get to do some boba pickups or like new food restaurant takeouts that will be nice to just uh, go through that with you and Valerie um I think one of the things that I'm kind of surprised about is how adaptable babies are Mm. Like I was totally worried about our our drive from LA to the Bay Area and how we were going to entertain the baby. But she ended up half, sleeping half of the trip, which was worked out great. Yeah. And then even getting here, it's like it it start it started off kind of rocky because what I mentioned about the whole baby proofing situation and understanding her limits within the house or the yeah wherever we're living. Uh, but other than that, like I was scared she wouldn't be able to get a good night's rest without her crib, Mm. but we ended up with this pack and play and she's sleeping like she usually, or she had done Mm -hmm. back at her old place, which is nice. Not having to worry that she can't just sleep anywhere, which was good. Yeah. She's probably sleeping better than we are at night. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, that also surprised me too. She, you know, will wake up once or twice maybe, but 
we'll, we'll go back to sleep usually and it hasn't changed that much that pattern now that we're here um yeah really thankful for that uh those you know i do want to say like it's a credit to you and also me just like being able to sleep trainer you know like making that decision early on and tra- like getting her used to the idea of like sleeping longer and uh falling asleep on her own and by crying, the way crying if we wake up crying you know being able to self-soothe too you know so blackout curtains are a must for yeah. any of you struggling with baby sleep because the first couple of days we hadn't put our blackout curtains blackout blackout curtains the first couple of nights here and she kept waking at the crack of dawn because the sun would rise and then mm. we finally put them up the other day and she's Slept like, like another yeah. hour two hours which is really helpful yeah yeah so i mean a lot of things going on um but yeah we continue we want to we're gonna keep keep doing this parenting thing there's a lot of things that we actually want to keep talking about um we we've been watching friday night lights which has been really interesting um and you know that show is it's really good because it's like what sort of non-fiction-ish you know it's based on a local obviously the drama is fictitious but I don't know, the way that the characters are portraying themselves, I feel, are pretty realistic. Yeah, it's really really well written. The characters are super interesting. Dialogue is great. And, you know, the the parents of the show really, you know, I'm finding myself thinking about what I would do in the situation, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. All the time now because the main character, Coach Taylor, has a daughter teenage daughter and then his wife is a counselor at the high school and it's like it is a little unfair because i feel like they always make the right decision at the end of the day right so i'm like like just waiting for them to have a little plot armor yeah they truly do (laughs) yeah but i think it's good because it it offers me a little bit of motivation and inspiration yeah about like having great like a solid supportive relationship with your children Mm. And they kind of juxtapose that the other relationship. Parents. Yeah, 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 with other parents. Like. A lot of broken families in the show, which is pretty sad. I think, you know, you get to empathize or like kind of, yeah, feel out the characters' lives. And it, it seems very real in a lot of ways. And at first, when we were watching it, I liked it a lot, but I didn't like how I felt after the sh- watching like a few episodes. I was like, Man, that's just very grim. I feel kind of depressed now. Like, life is hard, you know? But, um, you know, I don't know what it is, but I just start to look at it, just enjoy the show. And I'm not, I don't feel sad after watching it anymore. But that is something that I, you know, that kind of was, I thought about a lot. Yeah. And it, it's kind of hit home a little bit more because Coach Taylor has a daughter. And we find ourselves trying to think about, yeah. What we would do in the situations like she gets into a situation about becoming more intimate with her boyfriend. Yeah. And we yeah, I don't know. And she's like only yeah. 15 and you know that conversation like obviously it's many far far away for us but 
It's a tough conversation. Yeah. But I feel like the way that they went about it on the show was like totally textbook. Mm. And I'm like crossing my fingers that hopefully that same talk will <laughs> Yeah. will be um will succeed. Yeah, that I don't I don't know. But yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff and I do want to dive in more maybe in another episode, yeah. but that's been fun just watching that at home. Um, just thinking about what it might be like yeah, in the future. Um, cool. Uh, so thank you guys. You know, we've been here only a few days, but we are, we've already been able to meet some friends and we haven't felt like lonely at all. So thank you for the people that welcomed us here. Yes. Shout out Daniel, Janice, shout out Lena and Peter. Peter. Thank you guys for welcoming us. You know, we do look forward to seeing the other friends we have here um, and just meeting up when we can or in a safe manner. And just uh, also one thing that we do appreciate is though we're far away uh, from our friends and family in SoCal, we still have the internet and different methods of keeping up with people, namely through like Zoom and Facebook Messenger and like these types of things. So, you know, we plan on keeping up with them, um, continuing to meet up at least virtually with our friends and church community as well. So, yeah, we're, though we're far, we're still very accessible and uh, looking forward to keeping up in that way. Um Cool. So thank you so much for listening this episode um, this week. We don't have any stories about things that our parents used to do, but we will be sharing one next time with you guys. So thanks. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.